Good afternoon, Ben. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm a guy with a camera here. If you die, can I have your car? Sweet. <laughs> Curious ramblings. <laughs> anyway, should we start this week? So let's start. Oh, yeah, start so, five seconds ago. Good afternoon, Ben. Afternoon, Albert. Albert. How are you? Good. How are you? Yeah, doing well, thanks. Thanks for coming. <laughs> That's thanks okay. for joining me in the Double View Palace. That's cool. I was running a little bit late. I was trying to print my my run sheet for today and my printer wasn't working for some fucking reason and then of course driving here uh every red light and people not doing the speed limit and so you know you just get frustrated yeah so i'm just hooning around like a maniac i've probably got a speeding fine somewhere along the line i don't know wouldn't be the first one no it's only the second one. i've been done once in my entire driving career really yep christmas day double demerits uh i was probably not shouldn't have been driving because i had too many beers and i was 25 k's over the speed limit. Whereabouts? Up in Butler, on my way to my brother's house. So on the, just- Martin Avenue. Okay, yeah. wow, so you're going what, 100? Uh, no, I was 70 zone, so I was doing 90, I think 96 or something. So I think the copper, <laughs> I think the copper let me, put me under, because I think over that 25 threshold would have been a worse infraction. <laughs> Lucky he didn't breathalyze me, because I would have either been close or over. I wasn't like smashed, but yeah. I had a couple of golden ales. <laughs> yeah anyway good so what's your week been like um busy so we went live with the next phase of our project so i've been in a hypercare longer days than usual just dealing with any issues that come up so kind of tiring doing that hitting the gym Hit the gym yeah you look lean and trim i actually i think i have lost a couple of kgs kegels <laughs> <laughs> just fixing the diet and going to the gym so yeah that's about what's my what else have i got in here for my week Nicole went away for a while. Yeah, why didn't you go with her? Because uh, I was working. Okay. Yeah, and did I send you a picture of the burger that I made while no. she was away? Because I was living my best food life while no, she was gone. No, you didn't. Do you want to see a picture of it? Yes, please. Uh, prepared to be aroused because it was, it was good. It was too, it was, I had to dislocate my jaw, look at that. My God. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the tallest burger in the world. That's it, so I made a Big Mac, but yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Did you have chips as well? No chips because I felt that was enough food. <laughs> that's <laughs> huge. You have to pop that on the on the Instagram. That's that's massive. Yeah, thank you. What about you? Had a yeah, pretty decent week. Something interesting that happened. I was upstairs. Would have been a couple of days ago, just before. I think I was brushing my teeth. Where I could hear someone singing. Yeah. And because I live close to a main road, mm. I sort of opened the curtain and looked down, peered down, and I saw. I guess some of the unique characters we have in this mm-hmm. area yeah. were singing, probably a guy in his 50s, yeah. but on crutches. Oh, okay. And just standing around singing, and then all of a sudden, this skateboard has came out of nowhere, and he's jumped on the skateboard with his crutches and started to <laughs> roll down the hill. Yeah. So I don't know. What was he singing? Was he good? No, it was, no. I, I don't know what song he was singing. Was it like Blade Miz? It was Adele. Adele, no, okay. I wasn't, uh, no idea, but it was sort of confused okay he's got crutches and he's just standing out there on the main road and now he's on a skateboard going okay. down the hill <laughs> double view double view that's double view it's the uh, new dune club <laughs> it is I also cut my foot oh I saw the photo of that yeah. on the surfboard that, yep oh that looked pretty pretty shit yeah, it was a pretty clean cut but it did end my session which is a bit annoying you went back in the water today I did yeah okay so it's not too bad being in cut in I just had to tape it up a little bit yeah um, but it's fine just it does sting a little bit so because it's a clean cut and it's not one of those cuts where you know just ripped to shreds yeah so it's going to take a while for it to yeah to come good but other than that 
Did you see Blink-182 were back? Yeah, I did. I, I was surprised because I know Mark Hoppus was basically dying of cancer. Yeah. And I didn't know he made a recovery, so he's on... For he's recovery? On, for recovery. Is that because Tom DeLonge knows some secret alien technology they gave him? <laughs> Possibly, possibly, yeah. yeah. Possibly. Just gave him some little. Mark Hoppus was in yeah. Area Fifty One for about just four yeah. months, getting getting some secret alien <laughs> juice. <laughs> yeah, so Blink have been still going without Tom DeLong. They had another guy, Matt Skeever. Yeah, who's from Alkaline Trio, but now Tom's back. Are you going? I am planning on going. They did. There was a pre-release for some fan club that they all the tickets were already snapped up for the standing yeah. portion of it. But I think that was just an allocation, so I believe next week there's going to be another pre-sale, and hopefully I can get a couple of tickets. So are you going to go? I'm not sure. It's 2024, right? Yeah, February. Yeah, no, the world will be over by then. I'm not even going to bother. I can... I would think that you're going. I'm, yeah, I'm how old are they? Did you say... How, did we just... Do you know how old they are? The 50s? They're about early to mid-40s. No, really? Yeah. Okay, so not that much older than us. Uh, should we have a beer? Yeah, we should. I've got a beer that I purchased, so this podcast has broadened my horizon, so I've been just recently buying a few crafty beers yeah. of late, little four-packs, and I saw this one I thought was very interesting. Maybe do you want to try it first, and then I'll tell you what it is? Mm, can you smell? Smell, Viva. Viva, yeah. Is it <laughs> refreshing? Oh, that aftertaste. <laughs> yeah. It burns you... What is that? It burns your neck. Yeah, so it's... It's burning my throat. <laughs> I thought it might. <laughs> it, was, it was like a, a raspberry taste to start off with, followed by... So it's actually... Chili pepper. Yeah, it's Fuzzy Fuego, a peach and habanero IPA from Rocky Ridge. Jeez, Rocky Ridge. Yeah, because I think they're my favourite place. Oh yeah, not and raspberry, peach. Peach, it's, yeah. It's close. But the habanero aftertaste, right, is actually wow. quite... But it's, I think it's a nice beer, but I wasn't sure how you'd go with the chili. Do you? <laughs> I, th- I actually enjoyed it. I've had a couple of cans of it. So what, what's this one? So tell me more about this. Well, what's, what's there to say? So the, the story is... What's the IBU? Pause. I couldn't find an IBU. I'm not sure if they have one on the website. I didn't look. Oh. But it's a deep... Pours with a deep orange with a fluffy white head. It's a deep burn. Yeah, it's a spicy little number. <laughs> it has <laughs> all the stone fruit, sweet malts and peach aromas your heart could desire. So, I don't know, a creamy and smooth body with a rounded and bitterness that lingers. So, would you drink more? No. No? <laughs> so, 6.5. Yeah, 6.5%. It was pretty heavy. I did bring a couple of backup beers, but I just wanted to spring this one on you just for, just for lols, really. Yeah. No, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can understand that people would like this, mm. but it's definitely not my style of beer. I think you've got me. So, for you the would- first time... After numerous podcasts now, most of the beers I would say, yeah, I'd have a second one. Yeah. Maybe you know, that beetroot sour we did a while ago. Mm, no yeah, to okay. that. And probably no to this. Okay. You don't want to finish it, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> I think it's a good, I actually think it's a good beer. I wouldn't drink a carton of it, like binge on it. Full credit to Rocky Ridge just coming out Doing with so stuff. many different types of beer. They are awesome, I reckon. So I can pour you another beer if you like, and bring another Rocky Ridge beer. Yes, please. Yeah, shall we do another one? Yeah. Okay, we've got a, a beer that I think we can maybe both enjoy. It looks nice. It does. It looks good. So this one is, again, from the legends at Rocky Ridge. Chuck us a sponsorship if you want, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is, what is it's a high above the Redwoods. It's a North, NorCal, so like, is it a California-style IPA? Mm-hmm. 
brewed in collaboration with Pink Boots and they're a, a global initiative created to assist and encourage women and non-binary individuals to get into the sort of like fermentation and brewery sort of industry. Good idea. Yeah. So. I have to say the label's really cool. Yeah, okay. I really like the label. Do you want to talk about the label? Well, it looks like just redwoods. Someone going hiking. Yeah, hiking through the uh, Californian redwood forest. North California, perhaps. Well, it's still part of California though, right? Yeah. So. I don't want to give the latitude and longitude, but uh, so this is, uh, it's got tropical aromas along with candied citrus and bubblegum notes. Ooh. Smell alright? Yeah. 7%. 7%. Hmm. That's more my thing. That's more like it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you get the bubblegum? Close to bubbles? So let's get into a couple of topics. Okay. What should we talk about? We've got fact or fiction. Was yeah, that... let's do fact or fiction. <laughs> okay. I've got one. You've got one, okay. okay. People suspected as being a werewolf had to live for, or had to spend three days and four nights with a pack of sheep. Upon returning, if no head sheep had been hurt, these people were allowed to be out again. Okay. This uh, was back 15th in, century. Yeah, in sort of like UK. Salem, oh, UK. Yeah. I think that's true. I think that's fact. It's a fact, uh, fiction. It's fiction, is it? Yeah. Damn it. It sounds like something those crazy-ass middle-ages people would have done, eh? Well done. Good one. <laughs> Do you want to go? Okay. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Uh, fact? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay. Sean Connery won the 1953 Mr. Olympia contest. Fiction. It is fiction. He actually was in it. He competed. He came third. Wow. Yeah. Not bad. Mm. Not bad. Pretty good. And then he yeah, went on to acting after that. So in 1933, 68% of Western Australians voted to leave Australia. No. Oh, wait. No, that's, oh, that, that's fiction, right? Fact. It's fact, is it? Yeah. Why didn't the vote get over then if 68 got? Because it wasn't a national vote. It was a Western yeah, Australian I vote. Don't... Yeah, the Commonwealth. Yeah, the Commonwealth had none of that. To, yeah, exactly. So interesting. Sixty-eight percent of yeah, people okay. wanted no, that's true. West Australia to become independent, to secede from the uh, yeah, from the Commonwealth or from the country. Yeah, that's we talk. We've talked about this a bit at work with uh, Lorenzo because WA is sort of like a bit of an economic powerhouse. Mm. So we probably would wouldn't be that bad if we actually did go off by ourselves and be like a like a New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> a little Australia. <laughs> a little Australia. Okay. No, I was torn between that because I thought 68%, why didn't it happen? But then it wasn't a national vote. So, yeah, good one. Uh, mine is related to our beer, yep. sort of. Uh, the Californian flag was actually meant to feature a pear, but due to a typo, a bear was put on there instead. Fiction. Yeah, it is fiction, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> no. In some years, this is going back seven, eight hundred years ago, in some years the Aztecs sacrificed more than 80,000 people I feel like that's per fiction. year. Uh, fact, I feel like that's fact. 80,000 people sacrificed in some years. Yeah, fact. More than. More than, yes. Because yep. those skulls, fact, I've seen yeah. those skulls that they used to make. 80,000 people yeah. in a year? Yeah. Or more than that, that's massive. It's pretty big. <laughs> I know a chap who did a few more people than that <laughs> in a year. Yeah, but... But how were they sacrificed? Were they willing participants in the sacrifice, you reckon? That, I'm not too sure. I would assume they were probably made to. So this is when they had, I don't know, 
talking about gods and new temples being built yeah. and those type of things. Yeah, I knew they had sacrificed quite a few, but 80,000 mm. in some years sounds just ridiculous. It's crazy. It's a mass slaughter. Maybe other years it was like six. Average was 20,000 a year. Wow. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's what I've got? All right, so if you get this, you'll be three from three. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it would take 19 minutes to fall from the North Pole to the center of the Earth if there was a hole. 19 minutes? 19 minutes. To the center? Mm. Fiction. Fact, apparently, according to this one website that I looked at. I reckon it would take longer. Like 20 minutes, depending on traffic. Yeah. How much longer do you think? I would have thought maybe 40 minutes. Okay. Why? Are you doing the calculation in your mind? Like, I'm just trying to calculate how fast do you fall. So someone falls from say a hundred meter high building, what does yeah. it take? Ten seconds. So I guess nineteen minutes probably. Because what's the? Was what it? What's the speed of gravity? Is it like? I'm not sure. Nine point five meters per second per second or something. I don't know. So, yeah. All right. Calculate two from three. Yep. All right. Not bad. Good. You know, cool. another one for me. That was it. No, that was it. I've decided. You say I have too many movies. I have too many. Factor <laughs> fiction, so that's it. Cool. Short and sweet. Guess the movie. Guess the movie. We're into that now. We're going to move yeah. it up to the, Let's move it up. the middle part of the, we will. the podcast. And only two movies, I've been told. I did six. I feel like you're holding me back, eh? <laughs> I actually did three this morning. Did you? Uh, yeah, I did two. I wasn't sure how many you would do, so. No. All right. So we need the speaker. Let's and connect. Do all that shit. Where's the speaker? It's over there. I'll go grab it for you, Ben. <laughs> all right, do you want to go with your movie first? Yeah, let's do it. Don't go to New York. Why are you yelling at me? I thought we were going to Morocco. There is no Morocco. There's never been a Morocco. There's not even a Penny Lane. I don't even know your real name. Do you want me to play that one more time? I don't know if it's going to help. I don't even know who the actor's in that. Let's do it one more time. Okay. Don't go to New York. Why are you yelling at me? I thought we were going to Morocco. There is no Morocco. There's never been a Morocco. There's not even a Penny Lane. I don't even know your real name. I have no idea. Are you stumped? Yeah, pretty stumped there. Do you want a tip? Oh, you can give me a give me a hint. It has what's her name? Kate Hudson in it. <laughs> God, she's been in so many movies. It's not almost famous, is it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give you half a point. For <laughs> okay, that. half a point. <laughs> You'll go. Uh, okay, here we go. Have you seen that movie or not? Yeah, yeah. It's quite good. I don't really recall, remember it. It's about, he's a, he's like a groupie or something who goes on a band tour with the Yeah, he with writes band. for Rolling Stone. That's, okay, that's so right. So he's yeah. a young up and coming or basically in high school, I think, yeah. a journalist or wannabe journalist. Okay. His name was Fahak. It was spelled with a P-H, so it sounds like Fahak. So it's Fahak. What? Yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, anyway, he's the kid that gave us the skull farm job. Do you know? Yeah, we've... Is that someone rooting in the background as well? No, no, so the person is... <laughs> it sounds like that, doesn't it? No, they're bound and gagged, so... Fuck. Oh. Yeah, well, fuck, yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling I've seen the movie, but... I think it's a Guy Ritchie movie, and it's got Colin Farrell in it. Farrell? Colin, oh. Colin Farrell. Is it The Gentleman? It is a gentleman, yes. Well done. 0.75? Yeah, yeah, I think okay. I'm a bit better than yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good movie. Really it is actually that. really good. Oh, I, yeah. That was yeah, a good movie. All right, let's do it. 
fuck a shit, right? What is your damage, little boy? You got a sick and twisted world perspective. Now you're misunderstanding me, Prince Valiant. I mean, if you were another sheep, would you fuck a sheep if you were another sheep? Did Jane sign the Bob Strike back? <laughs> yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, well done. Where Sean William Scott is in that van and he's... Yeah. Those, I think, um, trying to protect animals from being slaughtered. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. I only think I got that because of the voice of uh, Jay. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the only thing that really tipped me off. But they're in quite a few movies, so you picked the right one. They are, yeah. Alrighty. Um, I've got two, and I think one's going to be really hard, and I don't think you'll get it, so if I want to win this week, I'll get well, I don't have any more, that's me. No, it's okay. I'll, I'll do the easy one. Okay. And if you don't get it, yep. shame. Hey! I can fly! He can fly! He can fly! He can talk! <laughs> that's right, fool! Now I'm a flying talking donkey! You might have seen a house fly, maybe even a super fly. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> this is one of the flying donkey. It's Eddie Murphy. It is Eddie Murphy, yeah. I'm a bit stumped at the moment. There's just trying bit, to think of cartoons. There's been, you know, three, or oh, there's been at least three, there are probably four. Mike Myers is also in it. Oh, okay. I think I'm done. I don't know. Shrek. Oh, Shrek. Shrek. Oh. I thought that was going to be uh, so easy. How many tracks are there? I, I don't know. I know there's the three movies and then I think there's like a Christmas I hate special. to tell you, I haven't seen Shrek. Really? Yeah. I reckon, do yourself a favour, even as an adult, a human adult, oh, it's enjoyable. Yeah. No, sorry. Yeah. It's a big disappointment there. there you are a big it. disappointment. <laughs> I'm going to play my other third one just to see if you would have got it. Your fourth one? Third. No, and your three. Just to see if you would have got this. Guten Tag. Uh, my family and I are looking for sex. Violent. Hey, Dad, there's number six. National Lampoon's Europe European Vacation. It is. Yeah. Yep. Do you like those movies? I haven't seen it either. Oh, you haven't seen it? How did you know? I've seen the other ones. The yeah. ones in the... <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> well, that was Chevy Chase and uh, yeah. Sang Guten Tag. I yeah. think maybe I've seen half an hour of the European Vacation Okay. One. So you've seen... The other two? Yeah, and I enjoy them. Yeah, Christmas Vacation. Yeah. One of, one of the best Christmas movies, I think. Yeah, I reckon. And I think the Vegas Vacation one was actually pretty good too. Yeah. Oh, the, what, is that the new one? No, the new one is... No, the Vegas Vacation, is that like 2000? It might have been about then. I haven't seen that one. I've only seen the Christmas one yeah. where he's got the massive tree. Yeah. And he goes and cuts it down and... Yeah. No, no I think that's good. a solid movie. Uh, the, there's a new one with... Um, I think Christina Applegate and maybe maybe Ed Helms or something like that. Oh yeah. But he's just where Chevy Chase and National Lampoons is sort of like naive in yeah. the ways of the world. Yeah, he is. Whereas this one, he's almost semi like retarded. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, so yeah, they sort of they missed the mark there. What have we got here? Two twenty nine. So let's call our our guest. Yep. So our next guest is Martin. So Martin's a Swiss. A uh, guy who has travelled around the world on bike. I believe it was a three and a half year bike ride across the world and he covered over 58,000 kilometres. So, so you actually, when you say around the world, you mean around the world because it's 40 odd thousand 
around the equator. Yeah, so he started, yeah. I'm not sure where he started. We'll talk to him and oh, yeah, find out all the details. Yeah. But his distance was, yeah, over 50,000 kilometers yeah. over three and a half years. How so many miles is that? For our American 23? listeners, <laughs> it's about 30,000, 32,000 miles. <laughs> and hands. <laughs> that is about 200,000 hands. And, uh, so, yeah, Martin, um, super interesting story, I think was dealt with a few sort of very difficult scenarios and a lot of ups and downs, but was that, be a, amazing that, was that a bike riding pun? <laughs> <laughs> be um, really cool to talk to him. So let's give him a call. Yeah, cool. Come around there. Hello, can you hear us now? I can hear you perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I can't hear myself. Perfect. Wonderful. So good. We're just moving around here. After 25 episodes, we're still having the same issues. <laughs> so, how have you been? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. It's early in the morning in Switzerland. Uh, sun just came through the clouds and I think it's getting a perfect day. Where are, we, um, where are you based at the moment? Uh, in Chur, the capital of the canton of Grisens, so in the middle of the Alps. Beautiful yeah. place. Yeah, cool. I've cool, been there quite a while, and even Ben's been there before, so... Core is a magical place. <laughs> so we're super keen. I've known you for a long time, and I didn't know you at the time as such a massive um, bicycle enthusiast, but obviously, since we worked in Salonine in the ski resort, quite a few years later, you embarked on a massive journey all over the world. How did that start? Oh, well... I just got bored in Switzerland, so I looked for another place to go and then I found a bicycle and uh, yeah, then I went off into the world for a nice bike ride, which took me in the end like three and a half years or so. <laughs> so it's that easy, you just decided I'm buying a bike, which I very much like the name of your bike. Chocolate, was it? Yeah, you know, it, it was my, yeah, the name was Chocolate and it wasn't, it wasn't my plan in the beginning, it was like, yeah, just head off uh, eastbound and maybe for a year or so but then uh, I got used to uh, the bike life and it was a nice life so I extended it a little bit and then I went to other continents and in, uh, in the end I came back home from the other side so I circumstanced the world once which was pretty good. That's amazing. So your bike is called Chocolate, where do you get, where's the name from? Is it because you like chocolate? <laughs> yeah, both. Yeah. I, I, I love chocolate, but um, it's also because of the color. So the color is like the chocolate color. Oh, okay. And you know, when you're cycling in other parts in the world and you say, yeah, I'm from Switzerland, it's like the one of the most famous things from Switzerland is the chocolate. So yeah, it was obvious to navy chocolate. <laughs> I like that name as well. Um, so when, so you said you hadn't planned on such a big trip. So, what did you pack when you left Switzerland? Was it just a couple of underpants and some t-shirts <laughs> and then you left? Mm, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a little bit more than uh, just a few underpants. Uh, <laughs> actually, I had too much stuff in the beginning, so I sent back a parcel, like, I don't know, a week or two weeks after I started, because I just had to carry too much weight with me. 
uh, and then uh, sometimes uh, I bought new stuff if I needed on the road. But yeah, in the beginning, I started with too much stuff in my in my panniers. And did you with you with this trip? Did you plan out where you were going to stay to start off with, or was it I'll just ride and see how far I get? Yeah, it was just uh, see how far I can get uh, because you know it's really difficult if you're traveling for bicycle to plan everything. Uh, yeah. For example, the visa, I knew exactly I need a visa to get to or to go into Iran. Um, and But you have to, if you apply for the visa, you have to go to the country, I think, within three months or so. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't make it from Switzerland to Iran with bicycle in three months. So there has been some issues I had to do on, the, on my way. For example, the visa I did in the end in Turkey. So I tried to plan a little bit, but not too much. Uh, but in the end, it ended up pretty much with no planning at all. So sometimes I woke up in the morning and I decided to go another road. I planned uh, the day before. So just to be spontaneous, I think it's the best way. All right, I thought there would have been a lot of planning and a lot of preparation, but just wake up, buy a bike, and then travel the world. Cool. Did you? I, I was watching some of your Velo stream, I think the YouTube video, and I saw that when you went to Turkey, there was a little bit of an issue there. Could you talk about that a bit? Oh, you mean the uprise? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that oh, seemed really oh, scary. Oh, oh yeah, that, that was one of the scariest nights I ever had in my life. Uh, you know, I was in Istanbul, yeah. and I met some other cyclists that I traveled with them before in Bulgaria. Uh, and we ate dinner together and then we left and on my way back home I saw people standing around the TV screens and they were pretty much shocked so I stopped there as well to look what's going on and uh, I just saw the, the famous bridge over the Bosporus River and I thought maybe it's a terrorist attack because at that time there were a lot of terrorist attacks so I went back home and then suddenly the owner from the hostel came to me, so I, I, I sat outside of the hostel and the owner came to me and was like, no, do you have to go inside, it's too dangerous here. And I was like, what the heck is going on, what happened? <laughs> and then I heard the first gunshots and I was like, oh my god, oh my god. So I went inside my uh, room, I was there with, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 other people and they locked the door so we were trapped inside and uh, then uh, outside of our window there were the people coming to the street like, yeah, it was like maniac then. And uh, we saw the military and the tanks coming and uh, more gunshots. And the internet was still working so I could see on the news ticker what's going on in Turkey. So outside of my window and then I realized that could end in a war and I was in the middle of it. And yeah, it was at one o'clock in the morning or so then um, I don't know the name in English, the Muezzins, like the prayers from, uh, from the mosque started to call all, started to, uh, to call all the, the believers to back to the streets to fight against the military. So then it became really, really uh, dangerous out there. So a lot of gun shootings and yeah, I, I saw the news ticker that there are already a lot of deaf people uh, and it went like this until 5 o'clock in the morning and suddenly a huge explosion uh, destroyed our windows uh, and then after 5 o'clock it was uh, still, so I could finally sleep for a few hours and yeah, it was so strange, you know. And next morning I woke up 
I went outside to the street, it was littered with uh, glass everywhere and uh, there were still tanks on the road but the uh, people were like drinking coffee and tea just like a normal day and I asked the people, so hey, what's going on, is it still dangerous? And all the locals, oh no, it's easy, it's easy, you can travel, no worries. But at the same time, I was in contact with the Swiss Embassy and they told me, no, stay, stay in your hotel, stay in your hotel, it's too dangerous. So in the end, I just decided to listen to the locals and uh, then I started travel again with chocolate in Turkey. And that was a good decision in the end, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Far out. Wow. So what were, the be- what, are the, what were the better experiences that you had? <laughs> <laughs> the better experiences? Well, uh, well, just a few weeks later I came to Iran and that was pretty funny because, you know, we all have a, well, let's say not such a good image from the country. Uh, but everybody told me uh, in Turkey, uh, you will be amazed from the Iranian people. They are so lovely. Everybody uh, would like to invite you uh, to their home. Uh, so it's completely opposite what we can see in the media. And then when I came to Iran, it was actually exactly like this. It was just a little bit, or almost a little bit too much. Because I came there and six days in a row, I stayed at someone's home because uh, they just picked me from the street, like, hey, come to my home, come to my home, take a shower, you can visit my family, uh, eat dinner. And it was exactly like this. So every evening I sat there with like 30, 40 people around the, uh, on the ground uh, for dinner. And then at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, I had to go to the next village because there was also some family members who couldn't make it to the other village. <laughs> So it was nice, but it was really uh, just a little bit too much because I was cycling the whole day. I was tired in the evening, just looking for my bed, and I couldn't sleep until two or three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so on the seventh day, I told myself, "No," and finally go back to uh, to my camping life. And every time somebody stopped me on the road, I told them, "No, sorry, my friend's living in the next village." So I told him already that I we stay at his home, and uh, that was the only exception. They I uh, said, yeah, it's okay. So uh, then in the end, it was getting dark. I found a small place at the side of the road, some trees. So covered by some trees, I pitched up my tent. And then I saw the flashlight from a guy, and that was a farmer. So I was like, uh, I should ask him just to be polite if it's okay to sleep there on his property for one night. Uh, it was a really old guy, maybe 70 years old or so. and. He was like, yeah, follow me. So just making signs with his hand. So I pitched down my tent again, followed him through the darkness. And on the other side from the trees were a really old, small brick house, like this kind of mud brick houses uh, and hundreds of goats. That was amazing. And uh, it's almost just like one room. And inside this room, there were two mattresses on the ground. a TV uh, powered by a car battery and uh, one picture on the wall. It was pretty much it. And uh, so we pointed on one of the mattresses, so yeah, you can sleep there. And I was like, oh, cool, thank you. But my goal was to sleep in my tent, so I couldn't make it as well at that evening. But then uh, he went outside, he made me some dinner. Uh, and then he tried to ask me, so where I'm from? So, you know, there's, there's like this this sign they make with their hands, it's always the same and uh, it means uh, where are you from. So I thought about how can I 
tell him that I'm from Switzerland. So I looked around in the room and there was one picture on the wall and it showed the, my neighborhood in Switzerland, uh, up in Settleland. And I was like, what the heck, is it real? So I pointed, I pointed at the picture and I was, yeah, from there, home, home, home. And then I pointed at, at the picture and then finally he realized and he was like, oh, inshallah, inshallah. And uh, yeah, it was, Pretty emotional moment, and yeah, it seems just that um, those pictures from up in Settleland is a is a dream of all the Iranian farmers. You know, these rolling, gentle green hills with the hilti fat cows and the snow-capped <laughs> mountains in the background. Yeah, it was amazing. Wow. But there were also a lot of good other experiences everywhere. You know, you, you go into those countries, and uh, then you meet people there. I think always the people are the, make make the good experiences. And uh, yeah, it's just amazing to travel for your bicycle because you're always far away from the touristy place, so you get the authentic feeling. I, oh, I, I could talk so much about good experience. <laughs> How many countries did you ride through? Oh, uh, I think 49. 49 countries. And, and were there any other, so you had that experience in Turkey, did you have any other scary or dangerous moments during your travels? Uh, yeah, definitely. What else I had? Uh, well, also in Iran, one I had, no, that wasn't in Iran, it was in, I think in Cambodia. Once I opened my uh, my tent and I had a gun in front of my uh, nose. <laughs> it was a bit, that was a bit scary. But then uh, I think they were just curious because they didn't know what a tent is. So I think that was the problem. And uh, the guy with the gun was the police officer from the village, so it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> I bought them three beers and everything was yeah. good. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, I, I was in Mexico once, and uh, there I stayed in a small village uh, in the south of the country. And um, I had to wait uh, for a friend there, and but I, I got bored there, so I, st uh, I decided to go to another place to watch some temples. But the road was really dangerous because there was some guerrilla, uh, guerrilla army from, uh, yeah. well, not, not actually from, uh, from Mexico. Uh, so everybody told me, yeah, you have to be careful on this road. Uh, if somebody tries to stop you, just go, 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 I don't stop there. So I went down this road and sometimes they tried to stop me, but, and, uh, but I could get away. And then I met other people and uh, they stopped and they uh, got robbed. So, it was a good decision not to stop. And just two weeks later, uh, two cyclists, one from Germany and I think from one from East Europe somewhere, uh, they got killed on that road then from the locals, from those from the army there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty brave of you to do yeah. to do that. Just jump on a bike and travel the world. How many people were you with? Were you with by yourself a lot of the time, or was it groups of you that most of the time? Um, well, normally I travel alone, but yeah, you know, if you travel with your bicycle, you always meet other people somewhere. And uh, especially if you're staying on one of these, um, in, there, are, there are highways for cyclists, uh, and there are a lot of other cyclists as well. So, especially in uh, Europe, you have this, uh, oh, what's the name? Eurovelo. Those are these uh, highway, highways for, bicycle, uh, for cyclists. There are a lot of other cyclists and uh, as well in North, U uh, North America. When I cycled from Seattle to San Francisco, 
uh, as well in South America. Those are the places uh, which are famous for uh, bicycle traveling. Yeah. So you're never really alone out there. When you're cycling, do you put on any music or listen to podcasts or how do you keep yourself motivated? It depends a little bit where I am cycling. So if I'm in the desert, I love to listen to um, DJ sets, especially so you know those deep house, deck house DJ sets yeah. from Burning Man or so. That's like a kind of meditation. You're just cycling on those. I mean, you're from Australia. You know those roads. They are just straight for hours. <laughs> yeah. so no curves, nothing. It's so boring, but if you have a DJ set in your ears like this and you just start cycling, then it's a kind of meditation and you, you look at your uh, small computer and suddenly you have like 30, 40 kilometers more and it's like, it's, it just went by like, I don't know, five minutes. So that's the thing I normally did and in the evening when I was cooking in front of my tent, then I listened uh, to podcasts, uh, mostly uh, podcasts from Switzerland just to you know, to, to hear again the Swiss German. Yeah. And yeah, but I, I didn't listen to podcasts before I started traveling. It was really something it started uh, during my travels yeah. okay. and it still holds on today. <laughs> cool, cool. So you were saying um, in, the, in the US you were cycling as well. That must have been, were you in like the, what's that desert called? The, it's not Death Desert, what's it called? Death Valley? Yeah, did you cycle through uh, Death Valley? Death Valley. Yeah. Yeah, I cycled through Death Valley, but it was in uh, September, end of September, so it wasn't that hot anymore. Okay. But it was still like, I think the day when I was there was still 48 or 49 degrees, so pretty hot, but you know, it could get more than 50 degrees down there. Uh, so I planned it really carefully. I started early in the morning. Yeah. I made a huge break from uh, midday until early evening. And then I started cycling again, so then it was possible, but yeah, you can't cycle there uh, during the day. It's just too hot there. And the roads are so steep, it almost killed me. <laughs> it was a good experience, you know. In, in the end, I cycled up there, the, the mountain, and the Death Valley was completely like... That there, there were no other people in the Death Valley. It was just me and, and chocolate, and I had <laughs> million of stars above me and it was beautiful i really enjoyed that yeah yeah your instagram i've had a look through there's so many amazing photos that you've taken is there anywhere that you thought this is this is it this i'm going to stop here and start a new life this is the place i'm going to live or did you always want to get back home yeah every day twice <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> that moment every day twice no um yeah, there have been some places really, really beautiful, but you know, it was always my goal to uh, come back home as well, to make like a world journey. So uh, at least I had to go back home, uh, put back chocolate back home, and then I maybe I could go back to those places. Uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it was a, a little bit uh, difficult to to, uh, to go again or to leave again. So, for example, when I was in Mexico. I stayed for three months in uh, Guadalajara, the second biggest city of Mexico, and I almost felt like a local in the end. You know, I was 
uh, walking through my neighborhood and I knew everybody, everybody knew me. I was the gringo in the neighborhood. So, uh, it was quite funny. People came to my house uh, to visit me and uh, yeah, it was hard to leave again. But uh, yeah, my goal was to get around the world with my bicycle, so I had to leave again in the end. And that was something that always accompanies you during your travel. It's always uh, the hello and the goodbye. You're just, yeah, you're on the move. You're not staying there for forever. Yeah. Did you come across any scary animals? Any, mm-hmm. any angry dogs or any, I don't know, wild animals? <laughs> well, you know, Happily, I haven't been in Australia. I think the most dangerous animals uh, you have. <laughs> but uh, no, I yeah, the, the dogs always have been an issue. Yeah, of course, especially in South America. Oh man, there are so many dogs, and it seems like every dog has to chase uh, cyclists. And I don't know why, because they, they are they are not chasing the, the pedestrians or the cars or the motorbikes, but they are always chasing cyclists and I don't know why but I had a pepper spray with me from Canada I carried actually a pepper spray from Canada all the way down to South America uh, those uh, bear sprays they are using because you have so many bears in Canada and um, when I came to South America but still full I hadn't used it so I started to use it uh, against the dog uh, that worked pretty well <laughs> and uh, other dangerous animals uh, I think it was in Costa Rica I've been cycling in Costa Rica on the road, it was gently uphill, I wasn't that fast and then I saw something in a bush on the, on the side of the road so I stopped and there was a snake coming out of the bush, Bush. it was huge, I don't know how long it was but it went over the, the road and it was a, a huge road with trucks and everything on it and when the, the head went into the bush in the other side the tail was still in the bush for, um, uh, from the, on the side I stayed, so it was just a huge big snake and I knew exactly, you know, I stayed there maybe, I don't know, five meters away or so, I knew exactly if the snake decides uh, on a cyclist snake, um, yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> Jeez. So with your travel you went from Switzerland over into the Middle East, um, then you kept going. How was sort of your trip over three and a half years, like the start in the middle and then the finish? Uh, so, well, I started in Switzerland, went all the way to Dubai there, yeah. I took a plane uh, to India. Uh, then my plan was to go to Bangkok, but yeah. uh, there were some troubles on the border between uh, India and uh, Burma. So I decided to go southbound, uh, southwards to Bangalore in India, took yeah. another plane there to Bangkok. Uh, then I cycled through Southeast Asia, so uh, Cambodia, Lagos, uh, back to Thailand, Burma, back to Thailand again. Uh, oh, Vietnam was somewhere in between. And then I went to Malaysia, took a plane from Kuala Lumpur to uh, Vancouver, Canada. And uh, then went all the way north until, uh, well, until Argentina, uh, until Ushuaia. So from there I took another plane back to London and from London I went to the northernmost part of Europe uh, then through uh, East Europe back to Switzerland. Wow, what, what a journey. Is chocolate still with you or have you laid her to rest? <laughs> uh, well, chocolate is a kind of, a, well, what could I say? 
is it chocolate is enjoying uh, her retirement, but uh, sometimes I'm still using her, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I went on a trip uh, last summer with chocolate, just in uh, Switzerland and Italy, so on short trips, and probably I will do some more. But uh, at the moment, you know, I'm living in Coor in the middle of the Alps, so I have uh, now a huge fat bike with uh, huge fat forks, so I can ride down all those hills here. And I have a bike park just in front of my door, so yeah, I'm pretty much mountain biking at the moment. And this summer I was uh, bike packing, so you know, um, the panniers on the mountain bike, so I could go on the smaller roads or on small uh, mountain bike trails. And that was also, uh, that was really good. So good, awesome. Before you go, you may have heard we do sometimes a what would you rather? Are you keen for one? So, so what do you do? A what would you rather? And where the order? Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so Ben's got one. <laughs> we'll see how we go. You might have to translate. So the one that I have is would you rather be re reincarnated as a blow-up doll sex toy or spend 20 years in jail for a crime that you did not commit? Well, definitely the sex toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Albert. Wow, that's a really weird one. Is it? I just, yeah. I was trying to think this morning. I like, <laughs> as I was using my sex toy, I thought, what could go with the wooden one? I, 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 know, I know the jails in the world. I, I, I definitely won't stay there. <laughs> I think either way, you're going to be a sex toy, right? If you're in jail or if you're... Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm a lucky sex toy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, 20 years is so long in a jail, but being reincarnated as a sex toy is Yeah, you might. So when, you know, the sex toy gets broken and then you get reincarnated as something else, maybe after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, based on that fact, based on that fact, maybe I'll go the sex toy as well. Yeah. You? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, the sex toy would probably be better than prison sex. So <laughs> I think the sex toy as well. <laughs> that wasn't that hard no that wasn't that hard um martin thanks so much for joining us and taking some time i know it's early in the morning and you've got a big day ahead of you thank you thank you so much yeah. um, it's a pleasure for people who would like to learn more about your story and and see more of your travels and and where you've been where's the best spot or website instagram where's the best place for them to go uh, I guess the website is the best place uh, to learn more about the journey. Uh, that's imout.ch. Imout.ch. Cool. Yeah, have a look. There's some excellent pictures, especially yeah. on Instagram. So, yeah. thanks so much for joining us today. Thank thanks you. so much, Martin. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Awesome. Cool. See ya. Bye. Have a good one. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Call ended. Well. Yeah. Another wow. awesome guest with an epic story. When I was looking at the his Instagram, it's just like my life seems so shit I just <laughs> like the travel and things you do and the places he's been and the photos. Pretty pretty amazing. But also really imagine I can't imagine doing something like that by myself. No, I can't imagine either. There was before I came back to Australia, I'm not sure if I've mentioned it on the podcast. Domenica got a visa, so we were all planning to move over to Australia and before that I hadn't had a I just stopped my job in Switzerland mm. and was living my best life yeah <laughs> and one of my plans was can I somehow get a transport all the way from Switzerland so by not flying go all the way from Switzerland 
through Eastern Europe, Middle East, Asia, and then from Bali hopping a plane back to Perth. Yeah. So that was one of my, because I don't bike ride. So that was sort of one of my ideas, but Start. I got a job and I had to leave pretty quickly. So that was my, um, yeah, journey that didn't happen. So you pulled the pin, right? And now, now you've got a shitty Instagram. And now, <laughs> so should we do, I've got another beer, but do you want to do a blend and then have a beer or? Yeah. So what have we got? I reckon we do wake up scenario. Yep. Which is yoga. Yep. And then blend. Mm. and then finish off with the world in 2050. Yeah, okay. Is that good? Yeah, sounds lovely. Cool, let's do it. So my wake-up scenario is you wake up... Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. As the President of the United States and your finger is hovering over the big red button, and you're looking at a screen that's showing nuclear warheads that have been fired from Russia, China, and North Korea heading towards the United States. Yes. Do you press the button and launch your nukes? If you press the button, is it to... Retaliate. To retaliate? Yeah. I... Oh, tough one. So you're going to kill millions of people. But they've already fired. They're firing So they're already you. coming towards, so towards you. So I'm you in can, the States. Yeah. The so, states are going to lose a lot of people. Yeah. They're going to die. Yeah. I think you'd probably have to fire back, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's well. That's a tough question. You, I mean, your your fate is already sealed, right? But by you pressing the button, you've now killed millions of other people, and it's not but, going to change the outcome for you or. or but how do you stop China you, and Russia then? You can't. So, you, but that's what I mean. If you don't do anything, then they just continue. They just take over you. Yeah, but you're cooked anyway, literally. But don't you want to? stop them from to just take it then so you're saying you just take it i don't know it's sort of like a philosophical question because you there's nothing you can do to stop the annihilation of let's say everybody in, in, in america is going to die because you've got hundreds of nuclear missiles but yeah. now you've made a decision now not going to change anything about what's going to occur in the united states or wherever mm-hmm. but now you're going to go and kill hundreds of millions of people just because i've got to get them back like <laughs> kind of hard isn't it yeah so by not doing anything you're saving lives and with the whole the way they live and what they do yeah you'd probably press the button yeah i think all the people around you would say do it yeah i think yeah because two wrongs don't make a right but they then they take over and then what happens when you think about australia so you won't have to worry about it because everything's ended maybe you're hopping on it on a chopper and getting out of there. So, yeah, yeah, get out. <laughs> get on, uh, what is it? What's the uh, chopper? Marine One. <laughs> so what would you do? It's really tough, but yeah, I think I'd probably press the button, but... <laughs> I know you would. Fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, just, you know, the decision to, to kill a whole bunch of people because you're angry. And you yeah. No, obviously you don't want to kill innocent civilians. Yeah. Innocent people and you don't want to keep a war going but I don't know YOLO YOLO (laughs) (laughs) alright shall we do a blend alright let's do a blend I've got something interesting oh gosh let's do it it's good I hope it's tasty Albert so here this week's can you drink it is uh, we've got some chocolate we have some ice cream 
and we have some chips. So we're doing <laughs> probably another take on choc chip ice cream. You're so proud of yourself. That yeah, was I a am. good one. And there's a little bit of milk in there. It smells so, like, yeah. That's, yeah. Fever. I, can yeah. I can smell the chips. So the chips are sea salt. It's quite nice, actually. It's not <laughs> bad. It just tastes like milk and chocolate. Yeah. Pretty good little Actually, pre- milkshake. I'm getting some chip, some crunchy chips every now and then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well done. It's not bad. I think that's actually pretty good. You've paid me out the last few episodes that I keep choosing yeah, really terrible. bad, uh, bad ones, but I thought I will uh, redeem myself and I'll go easy this week. You've done well. So I now, thought about chicken nuggets. <laughs> chicken morning. nuggets and what? I, I, I don't know. I just thought maybe throwing them in. Chicken nugget flavored ice cream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man, that'll be, I don't know, that might work because I don't know how much chicken's actually in chicken nuggets, so. We're gonna finish this. Yeah, I'm gonna finish this. And probably get some more. So, before we end today's podcast, I had a question for you. Yep. It's 2022 now, so fast forward 28 years. Yep. In 2050. Mm-hmm. How are you expecting the world to, to be and what are some things that you'd like to see? How am I expecting the world to be? I think World War Three would have been over for about 15 years. So right now we're scavenging for food that's not radioactive because okay. of the nuclear fallout. Um, our Chinese overlords are probably have us working in the rice paddies, <laughs> which won't be great for me because I, <laughs> the sun, you know. You died of skin cancer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really have, I actually don't have high hopes for the world in the next 28 years, so... Yeah, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> okay. What are some things you'd like to see? What I would like to see? I would or like what to you s- expect to see as well, like technology-wise? Because or- I'm not sure about technology, how much farther we're going to come in the next 28 years. I feel like we're just... Well, we have incremental... Look at what we have now. Yeah. Compared to what we had, say, in 1994. So we've got slightly better computers. We've got way better computers. Yeah, we've got, we've got better, better computers, which still shit me. Communication. Yeah, improved. Yep. Yeah, no, we had we have faster internet, which is great. <laughs> great for porn because trying to imagine trying to watch Pornhub on fifty six k modem, and then <laughs> someone calling, disconnecting. Yeah, I know. I feel like we've done some things are better, you know, but I don't feel like we've in the last twenty five years. I don't think we've jumped as a human species as far as say if you compare from the nineteen forties through to the nineteen sixties or the seventies or something like that. Okay. I feel like, and what we need to do that is just another great war because, <laughs> because that's where innovation is, it comes from, you know, necessity. <laughs> These podcasts are really, uh, people are finding out more about you, man. <laughs> but I don't really have hold out hope. What would I like to see, I guess, maybe everything that people are wanting, you know, cleaner energy and uh, cleaner planet and that sort of stuff, uh, politics to be politicians maybe to be just better people and no more no more 75 year old men running countries like there should be a, it's ageist but you don't need people in their 70s running countries they're, no. they're yeah there's that line between experience and, and wisdom yeah yeah and then anyway so and there's that what else I'd like to see maybe a little space station that I can go on a little holiday up to <laughs> just fly up there spend a weekend in a space in a space station 
and watch the stars and the sun and the things like that. Find out if the Earth really is flat from my own, with my own <laughs> eyes. <laughs> yeah. oh, what about you? Oh, I think I think there'll just be a larger divide between the rich and the poor. I think there'll be more rich, there'll be more poor, and there'll be less of the middle class. I reckon we'll have things like hovercrafts will be around. What do you mean hovercrafts? As in a skateboard that can hover. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like cars, I reckon, will also be no longer just stuck to the road. There'll be, think about Fifth Element style. I think we'll get closer towards that. Not exactly oh. like that, but I would assume that we start to have automobiles and ways to transport ourselves so people-sized drones basically possibly yeah, yeah. possibly and that'd I be think, shit and i think we'll also have already cars now are self-driving almost yeah so i think there'll be a lot of self-driving there'll be less less accidents i'm thinking we food is there's going to be a shortage of food and expanding population there's going to be so, a shortage of food i think i reckon with expanding population and climate change and there'll be less arable land Possibly, and I reckon through technology will continues to advance and get better that we might be, maybe not 2050, but having tablets that has all our, our nutrition and, and food in there. Yeah, oh, okay, you reckon? Wow. Maybe, maybe not 2050, maybe that's like a 2080, 2090. So if there was like a tablet that you had to take but it only worked if you took it rectally, would you do that or just food, just eat instead? Or just eat instead. Yeah, just eat instead. <laughs> you? <laughs> no, straight up the bomb, I've got <laughs> things to do. No, <laughs> I like food too much. For, too. Yeah, for a foodie like you. Yeah, no, I like food too much. 10 billion, I think. Is that where they reckon the population is supposed to like plateau out? Possibly. Yeah. Well, it's also the whole climate change and we're seeing some effects, but to you know where we are, maybe not as heavy, we're not being affected as much as other places. So 2050, maybe we'll still be talking about it. That hasn't really impacted us maybe as much won't. as we thought. We'll just keep burning fossil fuels and it'll be fine because we've developed technology to take the carbon out of the atmosphere and everything and just pump it out into space and okay. we're just like sweet we actually didn't need to worry about all this we should have just focused our energy on removing it <laughs> like yeah. a giant vacuum cleaner just plug it in and shoot it out into space <laughs> why aren't we doing that and i reckon we have a colon a colony on mars can we call it a colony because nobody but likes colonization right we'll have a, a settlement explorers a settlement, a settlement yeah. yeah on mars just settling and i think that's okay if you're not displacing people so yeah. unless we find out there's some Martians. So if we find out there are Martians, do you reckon we'd be like, so we've got better ray guns than you? We'd I, think still take the, it? I think we'll be the other way around. Do you think? Yeah. There's a primitive tribe on Mars and there's some like wicked resources that we need as a planet. Do you this think history will probably repeat itself. We would go there and take that shit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say so. Yeah. Human. I think, yeah, I don't think it will be as bad as what you're saying it'll be. Yeah. Ever the optimist, Albert? Yeah, no, I think so. I think it will be... Obviously, as I said, there'll be more poverty. Mm. But I think a lot of health will improve. And to do that, you need a global conflict. <laughs> Before we end the podcast, quick question. We had yeah. it from a couple of our fellow surfers this morning. Yeah. What's happened to Ben? Where is Ben? I moved on in my life. Where are you? I'm just busy. I'm just busy. For some reason. For a guy you don't want... For a guy to hang around us. Yeah, no, ever since. For a guy who's got no kids. Yeah, I'm just stuck, you know. Saying you're too busy is a little bit. Just have chores and things like that, you know. I've got to. There's only so many housework and. Times you can vacuum your carpet, clean those dishes. Yeah. Just cannot be bothered sometimes. (laughs) I've got other stuff to do. Like today I woke up and I was was finishing my podcast stuff. 
as I left the door. Really? Yeah. What do you do in the evenings? Uh, I go to the gym, I cook. Uh, okay. Yeah, I try to sleep. <laughs> yeah, so by the time I'm, you know, settled down, it's nine o'clock. Right. And then I don't feel like doing anything else, so chill out with some Game of Thrones. I will be back in the water with you jerks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I reckon maybe we're done for today. Yeah. Is that good for you, or did you have anything else? No, I think... No, you forgot to do the uh, Urban Dictionary, so we won't do that. <laughs> I'll save them for next week. Yeah, I'll have to do that next week. Cool. And how often do you... How many t-shirts do you have? Not Is that many. the only one you wear? You know, that's another thing I need to do. Actually, after today, I was supposed to go and buy socks, because I've run out of socks. So I need that, and to go t-shirt shopping. But I was waiting until I shrek, trimmed down a bit after winter <laughs> to buy new t-shirts. Tank tops? Uh, no, no, too pale for that. So t-shirt <laughs> shopping and... Um, sock shopping in the coming weeks well on that note thanks for chatting no worries thanks albert see ya if you die can i have your car sweet ah! curious ramblings <laughs> oh, bon Jovi.